I'm free to be faithful moderator Kip Allen. Free to be faithful is a religious education project of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Religious liberty is under constant attack by secular forces. These forces often use the powers of the court and government to stifle and even outlaw certain biblical teachings about personal conduct and morality. One such example is abortion. Those who believe that abortion is morally wrong are targets. An example is the Center for Medical Progress. Its citizen journalists went undercover and exposed Planned Parenthood's baby body parts marketing scheme. Their reaction was swift. Using allies in state government, the journalists found themselves facing both criminal and civil charges. But the journalists are not alone. Civil rights organizations are defending them, including the Thomas More Society. Its founder and president, Thomas Becker, is my guest today on Free to be Faithful. Good day and welcome to Free to be Faithful. My guest today is Mr. Thomas Brecka. He's the founder, president, and chief counsel of the Thomas More Society. What we're going to be discussing today is the plight of David Delighton and the Center for Medical Progress. David and his organization were the ones who exposed the uh, Planned Parenthood marketing of baby body parts for, for a profit. And what happened in the aftermath of that? Well, he was the one who seemed to have been prosecuted, both civilly and criminally. Recently, he is fighting back, and he has filed in the California District Court, United States District Court for Central California, complaint for damages and declaratory injunctive relief with a demand for a jury trial. Mr. Brucka is one of the counselors involved in this case. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you very much, Kip. Mr. Brucka, could you give a little bit of a background of this you know, how did we arrive at this particular situation where an undercover journalist has been charged both with crime and with civil offenses for the first time in California history? Well, it's getting to be a, a long or a longer story, Kip. Hard <laughs> uh, for us to believe who are involved in the uh, trenches in the case, but it, it's uh, now been all of five years <laughs> that we've been defending uh, you know, what started as a uh, civil case, uh, believe it or not, racketeering case, uh, brought by uh, the National Abortion Federation back in the end of July 2015. And uh, we had known David uh, when he was the research director for another pro-life group, Live Action, led by a young woman, uh, Lila Rose. And uh you know, after he was uh, hit with this big lawsuit, a huge lawsuit out there, he asked us to come uh, in the case and uh, join his defense team. Then another few months later, he was sued again in Los Angeles by a baby body parks broker, uh, somebody who buys from the abortionists and then resells to researchers, an uh, outfit called STEM Express, uh, based in uh, around Sacramento and that western part of California. And then, then in uh, January, the following year, January 2016, he had a double whammy. He was sued uh, again under the racketeering law, plus state laws, by Planned Parenthood Federation of America, a 40% uh, dominating figure in the market for abortion nationwide in the United States. And then uh, on top of that, later in January 2016, he was indicted uh, by the Houston, uh, Texas, uh, Harris County uh, grand jury, both a felony and a, and a misdemeanor charge. 
And, you know, if that wasn't all, then uh, after a year went by, my goodness, he was indicted, uh, not indicted, but charged uh, with an inf criminal information by the uh, Attorney General of California, who was then uh, Xavier Becerra. Uh, and that case was instituted by a more familiar name, Kamala Harris, who was Attorney General of California and then uh, went on to run and win uh, the junior Senate seat from that state. Now she's a, was a presidential candidate for the Democratic nomination and now a vice presidential uh, candidate, I guess, for to run with Joe Biden. So, you know, our friend uh, Delighton uh, has been pretty much pilloried and attacked from, from all sides. We've defeated a couple of these cases, but uh, right now we're in a white-hot uh, zone with uh, a criminal jury case uh, coming up in the future, unless we persuade a judge to knock it out. That's coming up in next month in June, and we just had a whopping money judgment entered in the Planned Parenthood uh, jury case in uh, San Francisco for $1.7 bucks, and now the judge wants to add... Uh, another probably a few million in attorney's fees for Planned Parenthood's lawyers. Uh, so, you know, uh, after a while, we got together and decided that it was about time that we counterattacked. So we're not only defending now, but with co-counsel uh, Harmeet Dillon of San Francisco, a very able lawyer based there, we're countersuing. Uh, we're suing uh, the attorney general, Xavier Becerra. We're suing... For David, uh, the former attorney general, now junior senator from California, Kamala Harris, and a bunch of uh, Planned Parenthood uh, operatives who played a role in what we contend to be a politically biased, uh, discriminatory, uh, as well as baseless prosecution. I've read over your petition to the court, and there were a number of uh, things there that struck me about it, uh, one of which is that uh, this case was referred to a number of local jurisdictions, all of whom refused to take it for, uh, for criminal prosecution, saying that there simply wasn't the evidence there that any crime had been committed. So then I actually then went up to the AG's office after these local, after these local jurisdictions refused to prosecute. Well, that's right, Kip. Uh, indeed, they went to the Los Angeles district attorney <laughs> who turned it down, said, well, this isn't criminal. This is a, a citizen journalist. Uh, you know, this is, uh, we've never prosecuted a, a journalist before in the history of California. And the charge is eavesdropping, which is undercover reporting. And, you know, interestingly, uh, it's, it's a major journalistic uh, feature <laughs> on television and in the media in California. They have Somebody in Los Angeles who's on TV almost every weekend, I'm told, I'm based here in the, the Midwest. But, uh, you know, they, they uh, do undercover reports of uh, chiropractors uh, giving out, uh, you know, handicapped or disabled parking tickets for money uh, for car repair people that uh, charge hundreds of dollars for non-existent problems in automobiles, uh, and so I mean, it's a staple of uh, journalism, not only in California, of course, but all over. Uh, well, I lived in uh, California for 30 years, and uh, I saw any number of those reports on, on local TV. You may remember, uh, I believe, David Horowitz 
who was a, a, a he's a deceased now, but he really paved the way on that and really got some very bad people caught by doing undercover journalism. Well. That was really the point of that type of report. A couple of other things I saw when I was reading this, you know, over and above the fact that they, since the locals wouldn't do it, they actually kicked it way up to uh, the AG's office, uh, is that some of the accusations that were made were actually proven not to be true and even were admitted not to be proved not to be true for example uh the fact that uh, the the all the recordings were in public places so the concept of uh, of a confidential report of confidentiality really did not arise and in fact at one point they were saying that well the concept of uh, confidentiality was never really laid out in California law, which is flat out untrue. Well, that was one of those moments that occur in uh, court hearings where everybody, uh, you know, uh, suffers a, a shock. It was the uh, deputy attorney general prosecuting the case. And this, you know, we haven't had the trial yet. This was a preliminary hearing. Uh, that's a story in itself. Why a preliminary hearing? Well, uh, they could have gone to the grand jury and gotten an indictment, but the prosecutor chose not to do that. And that entitled the defense under California criminal law to uh, have a preliminary hearing and challenge whether there was really probable cause to bring these criminal charges. And uh, interestingly, our, our lead counsel uh, in the criminal defense uh, is a fellow named Steve Cooley, who was elected three times to be the uh, district attorney for Los Angeles County, the largest prosecuting office in the country, and his uh, main helper from his term of office, uh, uh, Brent uh, Ferrara, is, uh, uh, has been conducting the case. I'm in there along with uh, one of my helpers, Peter Breen, but we lean on these California guys who are the premier experts, and they explained, well, why didn't they go to the grand jury? Well, it's because under California law, when you go to the grand jury, you've got to disclose to the grand jurors you know, all the evidence favorable to the defense. <laughs> they didn't want to do that uh, for reasons that are pretty clear. Uh, you know, there were people uh, in the state's attorney's, uh, I should say the attorney general's office, when they they ordered a, uh, a raid on David's uh, home office in Orange County in uh, 10 or 11 armed men approached him and came in, knocked on the door with a warrant and uh, ransacked his his office, took all the tapes and, and everything else. Well, it turned out that we found out because uh, they've contacted us that uh, many of the people in the attorney general law enforcement office uh, were, were uh, against this move and didn't want to participate and were protesting. And uh, so... Uh, they thought this was a baseless prosecution, uh, just as much as, as we do. Well, something else I've, I've read in the, uh, both in other reports and, of course, in the, uh, the filing here, is that there was, uh, I'm tempted to use the word collusion, but I think uh, uh, the word uh, <laughs> collusion, I guess, is probably the best one, where... Uh, uh, Planned Parenthood and some of the groups were working hand-in-glove at the AG's office and, in fact, was even given uh, a lead role in this, you know, outside of the idea of the uh, AG's office or, the, or the, the law enforcement thing. Actually, attorneys from Planned Parenthood were able to take a major role in this case. 
Well, yeah. it's uh, the background is uh, startling itself. Uh, the incumbent attorney general, uh, who actually brought the charges, uh, Becerra, uh, had been a uh, congressman from one of the districts in California when he was appointed to fill uh, Kamala Harris's uh, spot when she became the junior senator. Then he ran and was elected. His victory party was held at a Planned Parenthood headquarters. <laughs> Not only did he, as well as Kamala Harris, have financial help, significant help from Planned Parenthood, but they were working together hand in glove uh, to reach high office. And of course, once they got there, they were working hand in glove with Planned Parenthood uh, whose general counsel even was instructing the raiders of David's home office as what he should look, what what they should look for and seize, uh, uh, you know. And then when we had the preliminary hearing, they had the uh, the boldness. Uh, we thought, uh, and so did the judge, I guess, at least to some extent. Uh, they wanted to intervene in the in the criminal prosecution. It's unheard of, and uh, you know, victims can play a minor role at sentencing. Uh, to make statements to the judge before the judge issues a sentence. But they wanted to come in and, and more or less help control the proceedings. To some extent, the judge allowed them. Uh, you know, they have, frankly, we call it a death grip on the politics in California. Uh, it's a huge number of uh, affiliates. The number of abortions is astronomical. Uh, so, you know, David, my goodness, uh, he was taking on not just City Hall, but the whole, the whole uh, legal apparatus of the state of California. Yeah. The, the Attorney General of California, I think, actually said publicly that the reason they were going after this was not because the, uh, the, the videos were untrue, but that they were shocking. They were going after the content rather than the actual, rather than the actual uh, process. Well, Kip, I think that's probably the pivot point of our our civil rights claim. Uh, you know, politics may determine uh, who who occupies an office uh, according to the will of the electorate. But uh, once in office, an attorney general is expected to be an impartial arbiter and enforcer of the law. And uh, my goodness, uh, this was anything but that. And uh, this was a statement made uh, during the preliminary hearing. Again, not only uh, did, did uh, the prosecutor make the outrageous statement that the confidential uh, provision of the eavesdropping law is not defined. It is defined in very tight, explicit terms. But, I mean, she was also uh, making the statement that uh, the reason why they prosecuted David and not all these other undercover journalists, TV journalists and otherwise, was because of the way he edited his videos so that they had shocking value. Uh, in other words, it was the content of his speech. Now, that's, that's not a basis uh, for prosecuting somebody. It's a reason not to prosecute somebody. It's blatantly political. It, it was what we call viewpoint discrimination. And that was, she said, in open court, on the record, judicial admission, that was what spurred them to single him out as a journalist for prosecution. Amazing. Also, also those tapes were examined, I believe it was by Coal Fire, which is a forensic uh, organization that checks uh, things like this, and said that there was no deceptive editing of the videos. 
Even, uh, even uh, Fusion GPS, which is very friendly to the abortion industry, said that they weren't putting any words into the people's mouths. They actually said these things. And uh, there well, were that's a number true, of yeah. St- yeah, and, and there were a number of, of yeah. statements that were made in court completely that were simply untrue. And, you know, people, your listeners may remember the names Fusion GPS. They played quite a role in the so-called uh, Russian collusion uh, uh, effort uh, to embarrass uh, President Trump and some of the people in his administration. And, I, uh, and here they were playing an instrumental role uh, here, too. Uh, you know, they, they uh, tried to impeach the veracity of the uh, undercover tapes David uh, had uh, published, but uh, push came to shove. They, they really couldn't do it. And then we went and hired uh, this other outfit, and, and they came back and said, no, they're not uh, distorted. Uh, they're true. And on top of that, uh, even though the Planned Parenthood executives had been saying uh, ever since the videos came out that, oh, they're distorted, they're uh, quote heavily edited in the sense that they're not true. Uh, the the uh, lawyer and the racketeering trial before the jury uh, stipulated that is they agreed in open court what the videos show people saying who are Planned Parenthood people. Uh, in fact, uh, that's what those people said. In other words, uh, sure he edited the tapes. You have to edit, otherwise. Uh, they go on and on and on. They wore these tapes uh, from dawn till dark. You know, they never took them off. And, uh, and David actually oh. actually posted the unedited versions as well as the final versions on his website. Well, that's right. I, you know, nothing to hide. Uh, he wanted it all out there because he anticipated they would say, I guess there's a new term of art now. They call them deep, deep fakes. Uh, there are people who can actually create on video, kind of like in the Forrest Gump movie, where they show the hero meeting President Johnson, President Kennedy, etc. They can, you can alter videos now. But uh, here, not only uh, coal fire, but uh, also uh, uh, the lawyers for Planned Parenthood admitted an open court. No, that wasn't done here. What was shown was indeed true. And that brings up to mind, for example, in the civil case that was filed against them, uh, where, again, everything was stipulated that, yeah, indeed, this was true, this was said, blah, 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 there was nothing distorted there. And yet the judge came out and said, okay, they're guilty, all the jury has to do is to determine how, how much they, they uh, are being fined. What's with that? That's effectively what he did, yeah. He, he, uh, we, we paraphrase, uh, say that he really directed a verdict. Uh, among other things in the jury instructions, he said, uh, contradicting an earlier ruling he had made himself, he said the First Amendment is no defense. Well, that took away our defense right there. and it was, just, uh, That just takes my breath away. You know, right. I, he had ruled earlier, and we publicized it, that they weren't entitled to damages, uh, uh, any amount against the defense, uh, because of the uh, publication uh, damage, you know, to their damage to their reputation based on publication of the videos. That's a First Amendment defense, and and, uh, and yet he wouldn't uh, tell the jury that he'd made that ruling, and he said the opposite. He said it's no defense. 
So, oh boy. of course, the millions of dollars the jurors awarded were all because uh, of, of, you know, the, the bad impact on the image of Planned Parenthood based on uh, what David put on the tapes, which they agreed was true. And that's, that's against the, it's in the teeth of the First Amendment. What do you hope to accomplish by this filing? What, what do you hope will be done? Well, Kip, we, we hope that justice will be done. Uh, and, uh, you know, there, there is a problem with this case, and that is that uh, you don't see much, if anything, about it in the, major, the so-called major media. Uh, they just don't cover it. They won't. And uh, that uh, is a real problem, I think, now with American journalism. I think it's suddenly, uh, you know, uh, become so divisive uh, that uh, uh, we need to call attention to uh, what's going on out there in California. Uh, this is a major uh, event, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, you know, in terms of the abortion uh, issue in this country. And it's happening right at a time when Roe v. Wade is in the crosshairs of so many of us on the pro-life side of things, and uh, a lot of pro-lifers aren't aware of all that's going on and all the facts, the truth is coming out. And so we want to call attention to that. And uh, But uh, at the same time, the statute of limitations was running, in our view, on some of these claims, and we wanted to get them on file in court. Uh, if the case uh, goes ahead now, fine. If it, if it can't, if they want to uh, let it sit there. At least we've made the uh, claim so that the claim won't be lost. And uh, It says that you're seeking declaratory and injunctive relief. What does that mean to those of us who are not familiar with the legal terms? Well, uh, it means we're asking the court to take a look at this, and this is the court, the federal court in Los Angeles. We're down at the other end of the state. Uh, of course, all the proceedings so far have taken place up in San Francisco. Uh, and, you know, they may ship it back to San Francisco, uh, but we'd like uh, people to take a good, careful look at it, uh, a fresh look, and uh, find, as we contend, that this is a prosecution that's conducted in bad faith. It's akin uh, to what I uh, grew up with. Uh, I started my legal career a long time ago. Back in the 60s, when civil rights uh, involving uh, the race issue was uh, uh, the centerpiece, and uh, in many ways it still is, but, uh, you know, there were uh, prosecutions uh, around the country that were very questionable, and the federal courts uh, achieved a great reputation back then for standing up for uh, the victims of those bad faith prosecutions. Well, we think this is a recurrence of that. Uh, so you're hoping that the that, federal that, court will come in and say, this is wrong, stop. Well, exactly. And uh, uh, we want to call attention to uh, things that are being uh, covered up, we think. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, way back at the beginning of the racketeering cases uh, against David, the Reporters Committee for Civil Rights Under Law entered the case and filed a friend of the court brief in support of David. And uh, I thought maybe it was a California group, but I looked into it. No, it's a national group. 
from Washington, D.C., and they filed an eloquent brief against uh, what the judge was doing, which was uh, a gag order uh, that uh, David could not uh, publish any more videos. And uh, uh, in any event, uh, we were heartened uh, by their support and intervention, but uh, the judge uh, would not relent, and we went up on an immediate appeal, and the reporters' committee was silent. Uh, they did not join us on appeal. They haven't uh, said anything since 2015, five years ago. And the reason is uh, conspiracy of silence. And another aspect of this that has struck me is that there were a number of falsehoods that were claimed under oath by the Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. NAF, and other groups. They flat out lied while under oath. Isn't that a crime? Well, it certainly uh, is, but you've got to get a prosecutor <laughs> to act on the crime or the statute of limitations uh, expires. And uh, so that, uh, among other things, is much of what we want to bring to the attention of not only the court, but uh, the pro-life movement and the American people generally. Uh, uh, you know, if these things aren't uh, brought to light, uh, you know, rights uh, are taken away in silence. Uh, and, uh, you know, bad things happen in the dark. Uh, so that's why I think it's time that we took this step. Uh, it's a bold step. It's certainly unusual. But uh, we think this is uh, an historic moment and we had to seize it. And this case is far from over. Well, I think it's going to go on for quite a while. <laughs> you know, our arguments <laughs> are pretty strong. Uh, I believe in them. Uh, we've got uh, good lawyer helpers out there, a lot of others I haven't mentioned. And uh, and yet, uh, somehow, like I say, the politics has a big impact. The culture uh, has an impact. And uh, uh, although I think uh, we're now in the criminal case asking a second judge under California procedure to review uh, the criminal felony judge ruling that uh, David has to go to jury trial, uh, I think our arguments are great. Uh, they ought to succeed. The case ought to be thrown out. But uh, believe it or not, I think we've got to be resilient. I think he may throw out part of it, but uh, I think some of it may still end up going to jury trial. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Uh, maybe it ought to be out in the public realm and uh, people should hear the facts. I, the facts are just uh, repellent, uh, including infanticide, uh, things that... Uh, people would find hard to believe, uh, but uh, the evidence was there. The pro, uh, Planned Parenthood people lied about it. They still lie about it. And the solution is to let the truth be known. Mr. Brecker, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it with me and explain what's going on with this case. As you pointed out, this is, this is a pivotal case. This is, it involves everything from pro-life to judicial misconduct to uh, equal treatment under the law. A lot of these issues have got to be resolved. I, I would not have imagined growing up that this type of thing could happen in the, in the United States. And yet, here it is. These are difficult, challenging times, Kip. Thank you for inviting me and putting this out to your audience. You've been listening to Free to be Faithful, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. 
Thank you for listening and supporting Free to be Faithful on Worldwide KFUO.